This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Well, listen to that sound. You know what that sound means? That is straight talk. This is your opportunity to put in a phone call or send a little bit of a message through Facebook and ask any question under the sun that you might have of the Catholic Church. It could be anything. It could be theology. It could be uh, politics. It could be anything that's going on in the world today. And you do that by calling the number 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122 or via our Facebook page. You do not have to, you do not have to uh, be on the air. You can be anonymous. You can have you can have it uh, written out, and we will read it uh, any way you want to do it. But it, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Cindy, does it look like we already have a couple? Of we questions? have a couple from ones from Facebook. Do you want to read it? Or do you want me to read it? I'll read it. It's long. You want? You might I'm going to try. It, I don't have my quickly. glasses, but I'm going to try. A friend of mine works 12-hour shifts at a factory. His hours are every other weekend, eight to eight. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He's unable to attend Mass on these days and has told me that when he asked the priest if he could go to go to communion on the Sundays he can attend Mass, he was told no. His priest said that he must go to confession every week he misses Mass before receiving. With his work hours, he is not able to go to Mass, and so he said he doesn't attend on the Sundays that he's able to go since he has not gone to confession. I've told him I think he should still go to Mass and receive a blessing and praise and worship our Lord with fellow um, parishioners. Was was this correct information? Okay, that's a long that's question. A good that's question. a good question. No. It's a My good goodness. question. And it is, you know, I mean, there might be different priests that have different takes on this, unfortunately, but I think that there's a pretty clear, you know, cut answer to that is that that if you can't go to to Mass because of something like that, I mean, you can try and do what you can, obviously, to talk to your boss to see if there's some way you can get off for an hour or whatever, you know, uh, and then make sure you look for it because you know some communities will have a have a uh, you know a Sunday night mass too. So you you want you want to just exhaust all your options. And if you've exhausted all your options and you just cannot make it to mass, like in, at least in the example that you gave, I always encourage people then go to mass at a weekday. You know it doesn't replace Sunday. Sunday's the Lord's day. Wednesday isn't. You know, but if you absolutely can't go to a mass on a weekday. Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't replace it, but at least you're doing it in good with you know with good uh, intentions and uh, the good spirit of things. And then I would say that you you if it's totally truly out of your hands, that shouldn't prohibit you from going to communion. All right. And but then I'd also correct the the person that um, uh, at least who's behind the question is that um, uh, uh, you should every chance you can go go to mass then just because you might not think that you'd be able to receive communion. Uh, a particular Sunday, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go to Mass. The Mass is not about just receiving the Eucharist. It's about participating in the Mass to be a part of that because that's where the the obligation for us to go to Mass is not the obligation to receive. It's to go to Mass and participate. So that shouldn't be an excuse for you to just blow off Masses on the weekends you can go, if that makes any sense. So uh, certainly you should uh, try and um, uh, you know bring some other aspect of faith into your uh, 
your weekly experience that if you can't do that Sunday Mass. But I would say as a priest, if somebody came with me with that, and people have, with that type of a um, conundrum, I'd say exhaust every opportunity you have to make sure you can do Mass. And once you've exhausted all of them, then if it's out of your hands, no, that should not prohibit you from going to But communion. can he have, okay, so he can receive. That's what I would say. I would you know, say I mean, so I, I mean if, it's, yeah. if it's true, if it's true that he's really exhausted all options and this is how he's going to feed his family, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you could say something similar. If somebody's sick, it's out of your hands. If you're out sick, if you're sick, it's out of your hands, you know, and so, uh, but you can do other things to help make it holy. You know, mm-hmm. Sundays, you know, keep the holy, you know, and so, uh, but I would not say that that would preclude you from going to communion. Could somebody bring him communion? Yeah, but I would say that that's not really the best option. I would say I would I would go against something like that because uh, receiving communion is not in replacement of the ma- of going to mass. You know? Well, then so, he'd, if this priest who said no, maybe that would be the answer to that. But yeah, I would just probably I don't think try a priest a would. One. Most priests wouldn't wouldn't say that, and so uh, that's why I would encourage going to mass sometime during that week and receive communion in the context of the Eucharist. There's another question here. Do you want to read nice. that one? This is uh, from anonymous. Oh. My son had his uh, Lutheran girlfriend. Wait, my son and his Lutheran girlfriend are living together and recently had a discussion where his girlfriend told me that because Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, we could do whatever we want and still be saved. Should I respond to this? And if so, how can I respond lovingly? Yeah, Ooh, good question. Good question, anonymous. You know, all questions. You know, all answers. You know, everything needs to be done in regards to bringing somebody closer to Christ, right? You, you want to bring every conversation you have with people in regards to, like, things of morals and things of the faith. It's not to win an argument or to beat somebody over the head. It's to bring them closer to Christ and bring them closer to the truth. And so you are going to know best of all how to, um, uh, how to, ad- um, when to address this in the proper manner since you're the one who knows these people, uh, you know, better than I. And so you have to look for a good way of doing it and a good time to do it, to address the issue uh, so that it's received because you want to win them over, right? So you don't want to win an argument. You want to win them over to understanding the truth. I think you do that by asking questions too. If she can think of some really good questions, that questions her what well, she thinks, and I think she can the, be the, more open to The theology of the Lutheran girlfriend is, is messed up. You know, that's right. saying, say, well, just because God, you know, died on the cross and he's going to forgive us our sins and we can do whatever, whatever we want. That flies in the face of everything Jesus says in the gospel. You right. know, tell me where it says that in the gospel. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. kind of, that's kind that's of good. made up. And so, yep, and so, I love that. That's so, a great question. And, and so, uh, you know, I mean, how you, you don't, you don't want to do it in a tongue in cheek sort of way. Again, you want to, yes, you want to address it with them because obviously she's a little bit wrong in her theology. Uh, really wrong, but uh, you just have to do it in the proper manner and to, to win her over. That's the point. All right. That was a good question, Anonymous. I don't know if this... Oh, another on Facebook. Wow, we have a lot of questions on Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Here's another one this from Pam. Pam. Last month, we celebrated Mary in our Catholic churches. This month, we celebrate the sacred heart of Jesus. Could you mention the rest of the months ahead and what each month celebrates and briefly touch on why we celebrate those? I'm not sure all of our listeners realize we do this within our churches. Thank Pam, you. Pam, that's a good question, but you know what? I don't have Ooh. all the months memorized. I don't, so I'm not going to be able to tell you. If I, if I had the list in uh, do you front have a of me... you preview of what's coming? There's different... Well, I mean, there's different <laughs> months are... 
are definitely devoted to different things. I think a uh, uh, you know one of the websites I love the most is Catholic Answers. Go to Catholic Answers website and then just uh, do a search in regards to the you know the the dedications of each month, and you'll be able to see uh, not only the list, but also the explanation. And so it gets to the point, uh, I think, in the broader picture, Pam, of, of the good question. is like that we, um, as Catholics, we have a great gift in regards to our, our ancient uh, piety of Catholicism, that, that, in, uh, that our faith animates every aspect of our lives, even our calendar. And we see that not only on the saints' feast days and like liturgical feasts, like the bishop was just talking about earlier, but even our months. And so, uh, Pam, I do not have that list memorized, but uh, like I said, Catholic Answers is one of the best Catholic websites you're going to find, and everything on Catholic Answers is legitimate and very orthodox. But thanks for that question, Pam. All right, well, I mean, those were great questions yeah. from Facebook, and I, I mean, I mean, I... I don't want to feel like I cheated Pam out with her, but I mean, I don't have those memorized. And so, uh, but that's, anyhow, so. Hey, can, that's fabulous. I we, can't wait to go to that website. It's a great website. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. We'd like to hear somebody on the air, or if not, just go back to our Facebook page. You can even call in that number and tell the pe- person that answers what your question is if you don't want to be on the air. So this can be completely anonymous. Any question that you have about anything in regards to the faith, in regards to what's going on in the world, politics, I'm game for any question you have, even if I can't answer it, like Pam's question. What a fabulous start to this. Yeah, 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. Do you have any questions? (laughs) No, I don't. I don't have any questions. I do do have... So last month we had our fundraiser. Yes. Um, our live drive. And I basically matched all of St. James Mom's group. Yeah. And they actually really, I they thought I was. To the plate. So you got a little more poor. Yeah, I'm You're having to poor. give up more star, Starbucks drinks. Well, that's, that's, not a ba- that's not a bad thing. Yeah, you- <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. But I just wanted to give everybody an update that we, um, I matched $1,810. So what an amazing time i want to know i bet they did pretty well overall i didn't hear the numbers well, I think they but... did pretty well in our i mean i think we i, I think, we, I think we, we i think we i think we got some money out of our listeners i think we should have donuts hours. i know donuts. you don't need donuts no, but... eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. don't be a chicken call in with your question i'm sure plenty of you are driving around thinking oh i've always wanted to ask a priest this now's your chance eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So, uh, mm-hmm. what's going on in the world that you? So, I'll tell you something. I think that's interesting. Okay. No, I mean, I think it's interesting. So, yeah. So, I, this just came out over the weekend that Pope Francis in August is going to L'Aquila, Italy. Do you know why that's a big deal? Why is that a big deal? You don't know why, do you? I don't. It's a really big deal. Oh, I don't. So, L'Aquila, I think it's in northern Italy, is uh, a, a relatively small town that has the tomb of a pope by the name of Celestine the Fifth who died, well, he was elected in 1294 AD. And Celestine V was the last pope to resign willingly before Benedict XVI. And looking back, Benedict XVI went to that shrine twice. And so, you know, after he resigned, you know, people were saying, we should have picked up on the hint. You know, Benedict went to the tomb of oh, yeah. Celestine V two times, and then he resigns. So Benedict XVI was the first pope to resign since the year 1294. 
And so now Francis is going to L'Aquila to visit the tomb of Celestine V. <gasps> Yes, I should have known this. So that, I mean, this just came out That's this past crazy, weekend. Really? It is. Yeah. And so, well, he's lot, having health problems. He's lots right? of lots so. of big health issues right now. So there's a, a lot, a huge buzz about that. And and you know, I don't think the Pope does anything without intentionality. And so uh, at the same time, it's he's going to be doing that during what would they call a consistory. So the consistory is when they have the cardinals come together, and he's making new cardinals. So right during that same week that he's got the new cardinals that he's making, he's going to L'Aquila, which is insane. So Isn't it's like, that crazy they released that, though? I mean, is that public well, knowledge? Well, yeah, it's public them? knowledge. Because people they, figure they it get, out. Well, no, they give the Pope's calendar. So they set up oh. the Pope's calendar so people can see what, oh, what's the Pope going to be doing? You know, and so the fact you that he's going to You just put it together. What do you mean I put did it together? Did you put it together? Did your brilliant mind put it together? I didn't put the Pope's calendar together. No, did you put it together that that's what was going on? Well, or did I mean, somebody else as pick soon up as on I saw, As soon as I saw he was going to L'Aquila, I yeah. knew exactly who was up in L'Aquila. Because okay. it, it was a big deal when Benedict went. And so, uh, so yeah, but now it's caused, it's not me, but all sorts of buzz. There's all sorts of buzz so in everybody the Catholic knows. world. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so out of the it. news and what's going on. Yeah, I know. That's Sorry. why I'm here to help educate you. I love you. it. 877 Zero one two two eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. As the Pope priest, the guy who likes the popes a lot, that type of stuff get, keeps me up at night. I love that stuff. I mean, I totally love listening to stuff it's like crazy. that. All right, we do have a caller coming in, but they're not on the phone, and it's not green yet. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Any question you've got, it, I don't care what it is. Theological. I like politics. It can be political. I like history. It can be anything you want. The world's crazy. It can be anything that's going on in the world. And I'll try and give you an answer from the Catholic perspective. 877-795-0122. You know, I say that number in my sleep after we're done with this show. Do you? Kind of. 877-795-0122 is our number. I never have to look up the number to Real Presence Radio because I know it. That's good. I still know the work number from where I used to work. Oh, really? It's been a long time. People yeah. don't remember their phone numbers anymore because they're all plugged into their phones. Oh, I use my childhood phone number for everything. Oh, for, for like passwords a code? And yeah, stuff. I do the exact same thing. <laughs> I th- all my family does too. All right. Oh, okay. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> okay, we do, have, we do have a question, but they're, it's from a caller and not on the phone. Not on the phone. Okay. Unsure of what the Bible verses are, but there is one that references those getting into heaven are like passing through the eye of the needle. Other versions speak of God's unfathomable mercy. Can fathers speak to these contradictions? Very good question. So, uh, you know, the, the Bible reference that you're talking about was actually talking about a rich a rich man. It's easier for a camel to enter the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. We have to take everything in. You know, Jesus was a man of hyperbole. You know, he did lots of exaggerations. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. He didn't mean that literally. And so we have to look at things in regards to, he was a man of his time, which is a, a hyperbole was a big thing, but there's always the message there, obviously. And so it's not, you don't dis, dismiss it because there's, there's hyperbole but you know uh the thing is that we know pope francis is great in regards he always says god's name is mercy so we have to focus on god's mercy we have to focus on god's mercy uh but at the same time you don't presume upon it and take it for granted and say like uh you know i can do anything i want and god's going to forgive me anyhow you know and so it's like uh as i like saint augustine's quote when he says that the god who created you without your cooperation, does not intend to save you without your cooperation. And so, uh, yes, God is fully and completely merciful, 
uh, but we also, as St. Paul says, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. So it's not a contradiction. There's no contradiction in truth. It's a matter of putting all things in balance. All right, so eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Looks like we have another question. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're on the uh, phone or not. But uh, Jeannie heard Father mention. Okay, G, they're not on the phone. Jeannie heard that Father mentioned that he was a confirmation sponsor. That's true. Is this a new thing that priests are able to do, or has it always been the case? As far as I, as long as I've been a priest, Jeannie, you've been able to be a confirmation sponsor as a priest. And so, uh, I've been I've been a sponsor many many times, and right from the very beginning of my uh, priesthood. But I would say that if I'm the one that's doing the confirmation, because sometimes you know priests do confirmation if there's no bishop or whatever then I can't be a sponsor. So if I'm doing, I can't at the same time be the minister of confirmation and a sponsor. But I can, priests can, as far as I know, priests have always been able to to be a sponsor. We have another question uh, coming. You want to read that one? Yep. Why do Catholics believe in purgatory since it's not mentioned in the Bible? Ooh, that's a good question. And yes, it is. It's mentioned in the Bible many, many times. It's just not named in the Bible. But Easter's not named in the Bible, nor is the Trinity named in the Bible. But we still believe in them, right? And so... There are a host of places throughout the uh, Old Testament and New Testament where the reference of purgatory is clearly there. It's most clearly in the book of Maccabees uh, in the Old Testament that it all but says it. Uh, the, the, the name purgatory is a much later development, but the concept of it is not only scriptural, it's always been a part of the understanding of the church. And the fact is that, you know, I mean, we believe that, you know, there's a difference between uh, uh, forgiveness of sin and what we call reparation. So the the classic example that's always given is that that you know if a little boy you know baseball the ball breaks the neighbor's window the neighbor can come up and say you know what, I forgive you but break out the piggy bank because we have to fix that window right so there's a difference between what we'd call reparation for the act and then forgiveness and so uh, Catholics believe in purgatory because it is very clearly referenced in the Bible on multiple occasions. Uh, and because it's always been a, par- a part of our faith. So just because something's not named in the Bible doesn't mean it's not in the Bible. I didn't know that was from the Book of Maccabees, which makes sense now why people outside of the Catholic area well, that's one of the believe, reasons that they, doesn't believe it, well, That's right? one of the reasons. That, but but uh, that was a big driving factor for Martin Luther to remove uh, what we call the deuterocanonical books. Uh, the whole Maccabees purgatory thing was a huge factor in his moving them out Ooh. of the of the Bible. But yeah. it was a little, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But that was a big uh, uh, a big factor. So anyway, you got eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two. We still have uh, eight minutes or so on the uh, call-in segment. We have not had a single caller on the phone yet. Lots of good questions have come in, but I just want to see if there's anybody brave enough to actually come on the air. You did Eight's. tell them if they weren't, they could call in, though. And I did. did. No, no, so I did. I know. They did it listen. is great. It is great. I'm just trying to dare people now. You can see how much how much pull I've got to actually have somebody call in. <laughs> Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I know it's a bit nerving to be on the radio when there's a potential two point four million listeners, uh, but you'll do just fine by asking a question. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is on, our Wyoming. number. Or Come on, face- Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wyoming doesn't exist. I canceled them. Don't you remember? I mean, although uh, no, they did. I, we did have they somebody did. come in, uh, yeah. but they Canada call, they, doesn't exist. I don't think Montana oh, exists. Yeah. If I don't hear from you, and you like, we have people listening in Canada, Montana. Those are the two places that we haven't heard gotten any calls from. I don't remember getting any pledges from. So. 
I'm I'm good with what uh, um, uh, Wyoming now because we did hear from Wyoming. But if I don't hear any phone calls from Canada or Montana, you're canceled. Yeah, just call canceled. and I'm say this you. is this is where I'm at, Canada. You can and call from Duluth I'm too if you smart, want. so I don't need to ask a right, question. Okay. Yeah, well, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I am challenging somebody listening to be actually on the line. But if not, any question will do. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or via our Facebook page, which seems to get a lot of questions. I'm not on Facebook, so it's like I don't. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know what to do, how to ask a question on Facebook. I don't even know how Facebook works. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I don't want to be trained in. <laughs> I, no, I, I consider good. it a virtue of mine not to be on Facebook. <laughs> not that it's sinful to be on Facebook, because there's lots of good that can come from that. It's just not my thing. 877-795-0122. Any question? I like controversial questions, so come up with one that's really controversial, because I'll say anything that will get me fired on the air. I'm just kidding. 877 <laughs> You're by that line, though. You're I do like that. I do like the controversy. I, do, I mean, I, I like to stir things up. Uh, but always faithful to Mother Church, you know, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And the thing is, being to- totally faithful to Mother Church can get you into a lot of trouble these days in our society. Yes. So that's what I mean that's when I want really, to stir things yeah. up. I like stirring things up that way to, you know, stick it to the man, the secular man. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I'll say it one more time, 877-795-0122. We have about six minutes left. We've got about six minutes left. This is when they all come pouring in. Uh, Generally, they do come pouring in (laughs) at the end. I think they poured at the front. That was good. They did, because I think, I bet you some of those people probably submitted those questions before even And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Any question you have, 877-795-0122. Ooh, it looks like we might have somebody on the... uh, Somebody percolating. Oh, oh, are they are it. they on the air? Adam, are you there? Oh, oh he, but he oh. he'll be here shortly. All right. Okay, as we're waiting for Adam, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I'm going to keep track how many times I say that. I'm going to cover that up. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You're looking at your paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we do have a we do have a. Okay, Adam, are you there? I am here. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for being bold enough to being on Adam. air. So, Adam, what's your question? And where are you from, Adam? Where are you calling from? I'm from Sioux Falls. And All right. Sioux oh, Falls. I have a question that came up uh, this Easter season and Pentecost season because uh, um, reading the Gospels is, is pretty. They're pretty kind of clear together, united that the uh, ascension happened very shortly after the resurrection, and. Uh, I'm just curious as how we develop this time period of waiting for 50 days or uh, or just celebrating it that long. And and I guess people don't... I talked to a few people, and I've asked a couple of priests right. about, you know, why this is. And it just uh, seemed strange. I mean, it, it struck me that this, according to, like, Luke, uh, it was almost, it was the same day or the next day that uh, yeah. Jesus led them out to Bethany and uh, ascended yep. into heaven. Yeah. And so, so Adam, that's a, it, just, that's a, it just it doesn't it just strikes me for strange, you know. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna give you an answer that is gonna be an accurate okay. one. All right, and so you can check my data if you want, but if this is the correct answer. So the Bible actually speaks of it in two different ways, and you kind of went on it. So in uh, 
I could be wrong on this, but it's, I think it's Luke and Acts of the Apostles, both written by the same person, both, both written by Luke. They both portray the ascension of Christ in a different way. One portrays it as it happening the day of the resurrection. It's like it's portrayed as he rose, he ascends to heaven the day he rises. And then in the other one, I think it's Acts, or can't, I think Acts is the, maybe, I can't remember which one is which, but one of them says 40 days after. So what do we make of that? Was it the day of? Was it some other period of time that he ascended to heaven? Or is it 40 days? Remember that the number 40 in the Bible is a very symbolic number. We have 40 all over in the Bible. And the number 40 in biblical sense just means for a long period of time or just even a period of time. And so we can't read into it that it's 40 days because think of the unrealistic aspects of it that, you know, Moses was up on Mount Sinai for 40 days without eating or drinking. Is that logical? No, it's probably not going to happen, right? So 40 days just means for a period of time. Sometimes it means a long period of time, but 40 is just a biblical number. And so we can't get caught up on the idea whether uh, it was 40 days that he ascended to heaven or the day of. Excellent question. Adam, i got to go to another uh, question right now. So line two, we do, do we have somebody on the... Not on the line. Right, okay. okay, what is an example of reparations for the sin of anger? And of lust. You know, I, I can't give you, I can't give examples of reparation. That's the, that's a God thing. And so uh, any type of sin is going to have some sort of reparation connected to it. And that's where the whole purgatory comes in, right? And so, uh, and so um, uh, I, I, uh, nobody can give an example of a reparation of sin, uh, a particular type of sin. Okay, okay Donna from Sioux Oh, no, no, Falls. it's not green yet. You have to wait for oh. green. Don't you remember? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay, we got, we have only like less than two minutes left and now the questions are coming like crazy. Wait a minute. Oh, Cardinals. It's going to go okay. green. Okay, it's going to go green. Okay. okay yep. Donna from Sioux Falls would like to know, why did Jesus ascend into hell for three days? Why couldn't he have gone straight to heaven? Okay, he didn't ascend to hell. He descended to hell. And he didn't really descend to hell for like the fiery furnace that we think of hell. He went, he descended to the dead. So heaven was not a reality. It didn't. Ex- it, it wasn't a potential until Jesus rose from the dead. So all the people that died before Jesus rose from the dead were in Sheol, the place of the dead. So when we say that he descended to hell, it's more accurate to say he descended to the place of the dead where all those people were to bring them up to heaven if they accepted him as the, as the way, the truth, and the life. So uh, that's what we say when he descended into hell. Better to say he descended into the place of the dead. We do have only uh, less than a minute left, and we have another question, but it's not turning green yet. It's about to turn green. We have to get to it really quick. I'm not even going to say the number again because you can't call and there's no time. And it is now turning. Go ahead and read it. Alice from Bismarck, uh, what is the position of cardinals? I think they don't have specific authority over bishops. And second, do you think it would be likely to be made the next pope? Okay, I'll say, this really qu- I'll say this really quickly. Cardinal, a cardinal is nothing more than an honorary title. A cardinal is somebody who is, generally speaking, historically speaking, an advisor to the Pope. They have no authority over any other bishops. Okay, that's it. We are done with Straight Talk. Ooh. Come back right after this break for a, a lively, engaging conversation with our next guest. <laughs> 